0: Hello again. Hi again. Uh, I'm going to record a part. Two, chapter two, about my life as an adult person, growing up person, and uh, I I was on my way to Seattle. And uh, I had, the the bad thing I have done most of my life is to rely on men. And uh, like they are a solution for all the problems in my life. And I know where it's coming from because my mother... Uh, she uh, put uh, all the men up in the top and like admire and serve all the men. She have have it from her childhood and uh, is going like a, sh- a chain to next generation next generation like that. If... Uh, not anyone stop it, and uh, it's it's not that we we have it inside us from start. Is something that we learn from child to to look up on other people, someone or a group of people or like that. Uh, it's not a something we are born with. And uh, my mother uh, let me take care of my older brother. I have to do breakfast for him, and I make his bed every morning. And I serve everything, and she learned me that, that a man is... Over a woman always, uh, so that's why it's been so terrible wrong for me when I grew up and uh, and started my own life that I thought man was a solution of all the problems, and so it was in uh, when I took the flight to United States. I have uh, taken contact with a man on the internet and he promised me that he should uh, help me to get a job in United States and he should come in and get me on the aer- airport in Seattle. And he know that it's it's fun to yeah, an inter- interesting from uh, this that from the start it was church involved in my in my steps my path my journey I should take because he he had he was in the church and he had talked to the pastor above me and it was a female pastor. She wanted to see me, and they had had a job for me to take care of the, the their internet computers in the church, to recording and these things in the church, and uh, so I I was on my way to Seattle, and. Uh, as I had said before, in in Chapter 1 that my husband, and when I was in Texas, he never helped me to get a green card. Because uh, in the bar where he was every day, they told me that I should run away from him as soon as I get a green card. And uh, I was only there for the green card and he believed them and uh, so he never helped me and and instead I I stayed f- too long. He say you can stay in in United States one year without having visa and that's was wrong. We have a three months we can stay. Uh, from Sweden, at, to stay in United States without visa, and uh, and I come to Seattle, and uh, they look at my passport, and they saw that because I had a, a paper in my in my passport that I have stayed. So long. In the United States, the year before, and uh, so they say that, and and I was, I was, not focused in what to do with, with uh, my suitcases, and what I pack down there, and I had taken with me, all my. Degrees yeah, at the from the university and on, on all uh, paper imported paper, and uh, so they look at my suitcase and and they say that we don't believe that that you are going to be uh, a lawful that you go and get your uh, permission to work in United States and stay in the United States we think you are going to stay here illegal illegal and that's what <laughs> that's what I was thinking I should do so that was true but uh, of course I didn't say that and uh, so they say we are going to send you back to Sweden with the first flight we can get, and uh, I have left everything. I have put a, a letter, a letter to my husband, that I was leaving, and and everything was done. I will never coming back to Sweden. I was thinking, and. Uh, and now they want to send me back back to sweden where i left and and i started to cry and it it was in the in the custom office and it was maybe 300 people waiting for for uh, talking in the office with a passport, with a, what they have in their belongings and these things, it was crowded of people, and I was sitting and crying and hold, my head, in my face was in my hand and I was crying. I don't know how long I was crying, and uh, but suddenly, when I stop crying and look up again. There was no one there. All people was gone. And uh, there was a security guard and there was an officer officer as the only left. That's there was only two people there and no one else and it i couldn't have cried for so long time it something had happened and uh, and they say the uh, the officer he told me to come into his office and uh, he said to me that i can help you to stay in to come, could come in into united states if you, if you hold your hand on the Bible, and then he took up a Bible and uh, hold it in front of me. And he say, if you lay your hand on the Bible and promise that you will go directly to the immigration and get your papers, to, then you can stay in United States. And uh, he said, I will uh, give you one month and you can in that month uh, go to the immigration and do your paper. He said to me and um, I laugh inside me because I didn't believe in in God in that time. I have not started. I, I knew there was a, a God, a God, uh, because I had talked to him and he had shown me that he was God. But I was not uh, really ready for God. I, I was still a, a playful woman. And so I laughed a little and I should be legal. An immigrant and I, <laughs> I should lie on that Bible, and uh, and uh, of course I was in a shock. It was, my mindset was not okay, uh, because I was frightened that they should uh, take me on an airplane, going back to Sweden. So I I put my hand on the Bible and say that, and then he said to me that I, I need a hundred hundred seventy five dollar. For this a fee to, give you a a temporary visa, for one year. For for one month, and I know I didn't have that money. I. Uh, I have nothing on the bank. I, I have paid the the flight ticket, and that's was the whole money I had. And but I, I play with it. I I felt that I should play with it, everything of it, te- no take it serious. And uh, the, it wasn't. Go- and security guard, and um, it was a woman, and she took me to a, a an ATM machine to take out the money to pay for the fee, and I put on in my my Swedish bank bank card, and and put the the numbers i know if i have lived in texas i knew how to do the ATM machine but uh, but uh, the ATM machine say i have no money in uh, in my bank account and that woman that i know today that uh, it was an angel god have put an angel and uh, the angel behind me, she said that uh, I can help you to, I, I put in the numbers of the card and uh, and you only press OK, she said to me. So she did it and uh, I put an OK button and then suddenly it came out. Hundred dollar, and uh, I was thinking, and th- that was the first time I was talking to God. I say, God, that's not enough money. I need to have seventy-five dollar more. And uh, that angel behind me, she said, I saw that you had another bank card. She said to me, uh, because she uh, saw my wallet was open. So, and uh, that was the bank card from Texas. And I have, and that Texas card, it was only like to not kill the bank account. So that was maybe $5 in uh, on it. And uh, in it, and uh, but she uh, say I I I do the numbers, and she she put the numbers again, and I say okay, button, and it come out seventy five dollar, so it was exactly what I needed, and so I could pay for it, and. Uh, it have been taken a, a long time for me, in, in the office and and I, this this man he, I didn't know if he was there and then they they say, then they uh, they say something that I have been in the airport for a long time for some hours and uh, and I didn't know what to do because I had no money to go from the airport it was far far to Seattle from the airport and I didn't know how could I can I come from the airport into Seattle I had no money and uh, I was uh, sad again, and uh, started to cry, and then I felt a, a knocking on my shoulder, and that officer, he, he said, by the way, he said, by the way, there is a man, he have waiting for you in three and a half hour, three and a half hour. <laughs> and, so uh, he showed me the way out to the parking place where the man was. Uh, so that was the first time I saw this man I talked to uh, at home in Sweden. And uh, he th- he took me to Seattle and he said that uh, you can uh, sleep uh, in my ex-wife's home he said to me and so we we traveled to he drove me to to his ex-wife's house and uh, uh I could stay there she said to me but, uh, but and uh, we ate, ate a little food and she uh, it was so very filthy home. I was not used with that. I, I have I always have lived in, in a wealthy home. Always a wealthy clean home. And I, even in, in Texas we have a clean home. But not wealthy but a clean home uh, so uh, it was fleece walking around I saw them and uh, she had one one child that was mental sick that was really way about 8-9 uh, years old and then she had two two dogs in her home and they they were they were not loose they were they have uh, have, have locked them in and they were angry and uh, irritated because they they couldn't go free around and and uh, and I, I didn't, I didn't know about my, my uh, uh, gift from God, uh, about healing. But I, I, I walked down, and sit on the floor in front of one of these, angry dogs, and I. I, I uh, caressed him, him, the dog, and I saw that he was blind. And I, I say that it's, it was in a spirit way I talk. And uh, I say to her that he is only angry because he can't see. And he... So he be frightened when someone is coming close to him. I say and I caress him, and he calms down. And and I say that you can't let the, this boy. I don't say that he was mental sick, but you can't let him run up to the the dog. He must do it slowly uh, or else the the dog will bite him. I say to to her and I say to her, let them loose. It's only because that boy is running, running uh, up to them and hit them. I say, so let them go. And uh, I say to that man, man that drove me there, I said, I can't stay there. I was not used with, with this kind of home, place to sleep in. and But I, I didn't know that I should be used to sleep wherever I, I got the place to sleep. And but uh, that first day it, i couldn't do it and so that that man he said i drive you to a hotel he said to me and i said i had i had 50 dollar in my pocket that was the money i had so i said to him i have only 50 dollar to have a hotel and that was only for one night and but he drove me to to the hotel so i could sleep there and i but uh, just before he he walked away from the hotel room i said to him can i uh, borrow your telephone i need to to do a call uh, to see C- chicago i say and um, and he let me uh, call in the telephone and that was also when i was in sweden i have got a contact with a man that uh, had his father was swedish and the father had died and I helped him to translate. It, there was no translate program in that time on internet. So I helped him to translate all the papers in, from Swedish to English. So I was thinking that if I, if I need help from him he he must need, he must help me when I have helped him. So I had his telephone number with me. And uh, so I called him in Chicago from Seattle. I was in Seattle and called him in Chicago. And it was about 12 o'clock in the night. And... Uh, I I say that uh, I need your help. I say to him, Larry was his name, uh, I, I need your help. And I explain for him uh, that I didn't have any money, and uh, I don't know. I when I took the flight to United States, I knew that I didn't had. I had so much money, but I was sure that that there I got some money in, on my bank account from Sweden for at least three four months until they understood that I was not in Sweden anymore. So I was not so frightened about that. I, it was only that I didn't have that money just when I come to Seattle. And um, I didn't have that fear. I had only the fear to going back to Sweden. And so I, I said to him, I need your help, Larry. And he said, I... I can't understand that you called me, he said, in the night, he said, because uh, I should have been at the work. I, I work night shift, and I should have been in, on my job. But of some reason, they have called us and say we can't come into our job because uh, there is something wrong, and he was, he was working in a, in a plant, electricity plant, and that was something wrong. And he said that uh, I have been working for twenty years at the, my job, and it had never happened, but this this night it happened. And you call me. He didn't he didn't believe in God, so the, he couldn't understand that, that that God did something for to help me. So he said I I'm I'm going to see if you can get a flight ticket to Chicago. But I say I he said to me that I doubt that there is any flight seat left because this is December 18. And all people are traveling now for Christmas. And so there is no... But I will try to call the airport and see if there is a a, a seat on a flight to Chicago. From Seattle. So so I wait, and after 10 minutes he he called back and said, I can't believe that. But there was someone that had booked off. There was someone that left and didn't need a seat. So there is one seat. And I bought it to you, uh, and he gave me the number of the ticket. So next morning, this man that come and get me in in Seattle, he he drew me to the airport again. I have forgotten to tell about this with the church that. Uh, we were going to the church in the daytime when maybe, I don't know if it was before we go to his ex-wife or after. But we go to that church and met the pastor. And she looked at me, the pastor, and said, I don't want her here. So I didn't got the job. So... And that was also one thing why I was not worried to fly to the United States without any money. Because I thought she should take care of me, that pastor, and I could sleep in a church and and have it okay. And um, now I get the flight to Chicago and I have to go down, go down the whole way to. To. Uh, I don't remember, but it was far away, down almost to Texas, to change uh, the airplane. It took a whole day to. To travel, and uh, it cost over eight hundred dollar. To fly to Chicago. And um and I come to the to, to Chicago in the late evening and Larry was there and he was drunk and uh, but he took me with his car and drove me and on the way uh, to his home he said I can't believe that I can't believe that I bought you a ticket he said I can't believe it and I didn't know in that time but I know it today that uh, Larry he don't give 1 dollar to of uh, one person he is so very 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 cheap he is very wealthy man but he don't give 1 dollar to to another person and <laughs> he bought made a ticket for over $800. And uh, I told him later that uh, I remind him about that when we drove to his home, that he, he uh, that there was God that had taken him to do this. God can use anyone even one that was like Larry, he was alcoholic and he didn't believe in God, but it doesn't matter. God used him to help me. So I come to Larry's home in in a little city. It's called. Uh, Morris, a little city called Morris, outside it's, uh, between its um, uh, far, uh, so uh, it's a little far from Chicago. It's the closest city was Juliet in Illinois. And um, and he had a big, big house with swimming pool inside the house and, and uh, at least four bedrooms uh, house. He was extremely wealthy and, uh, and I was there and uh, he uh, fell in love with me. I I could have stayed with Larry for for the whole whole rest of uh, my life, um, and and uh, he stopped drinking, uh, and uh, he fell in love and and was okay, but uh, it was his ex-wife. He had a daughter with a woman, and. Uh, He paid very much money in child support. So, of course, um, the mother was worried that Larry should marry me and she should not get so much in child support. He was a so weak man, Larry. He couldn't defend himself from her. And um, when the daughter come to his home, uh, the, he always uh, draw his daughter to the store and she could buy so much things. And she buy uh, boys things, items, uh, much uh, video games, uh, and the television, and computers, and, oh, and she was only eight years old, so she didn't know so much about those things, but she bought it for her older brother, that was not Larry's son, but uh, his daughter bought it to their home, because when the mother come and get her, they put in all the things they have bought in her car. So she got all what he bought to the daughter. I be uh, dry in my throat and talking. And uh, so, and she was very, very fat girl, eight years old, and she she was a, a very big girl, and they abused her with food. Uh, she got she never they, she never eat real food. She only eat snacks. And uh, candies. Uh, I think we order a pizza home and with much extra butter and popcorn, extra butter. And it was very sad. And uh, for Christmas, I gave her the one of the best, maybe the best Christmas gift she ever could have. Because when we were going to the store and she could only point it out what she wanted and Larry bought it. But uh, I, I, I didn't know what to buy to her because she could get everything. But then I, I was thinking i give her money. She have never had money in her hand. Oh, she'd be so happy. she uh, show it for everyone that I have given her. I maybe had $20 to give her. So she could buy for her own money. Not from her daddy's money. It was her her money. So that was great. Um. Then uh, um, Larry, he told me about his... Oh, I tell you something that you should remember what that I tell you. The devil, it, he had some special names for his children. And if you, if you put this in your mind, you will see that. In, in the society, when you meet people, you will see it. And I'm sorry if you have that name in your family, but there is names that is special that the devil give his children, and. Uh, and uh, almost everyone that have the devil as uh, her father, her name is Debbie, Deb. It can be uh, this uh, different of Debbie, the name Debbie. And uh, and she uh, her name was Debbie. And. Um, And there is also cities, there is counties that is evil. And the one that I I know for sure is uh, uh, the state is Maryland, Baltimore. There you have, oh, the devils love that city, love the state. So... Um, there is some, uh, some. Uh, I don't know why, uh, but he put them there and he put uh, those names also. Um, Joe is the uh, man's name. Uh, and, and he laughs when I say that to you now. Uh, the devil is laughing, I see him laughing, that I uh, say Michael, and Michael is, you know, it's uh, Michael, the archangel, and he have stolen that name to put it on his own children. So, so that's uh, some names that I remember I have g- walking into. That have been very evil, and then I met them, some of them, and they have the same name. And um, so I, it start to be too long this this chapter, and I so I will tell you what Debbie did to me and to Larry. I will only end it and say this about Debbie one, one evening when we were sitting at, at the television, watching television, and have a nice evening. Suddenly, Debbie was coming into the house, and I'd be surprised that Larry let her have the key to the house and she coming in and uh, the, uh, the Larry walk out in the kitchen and i could see them in the kitchen and uh, debbie push larry into the the wall and uh, and then she run, run out again and larry come back To uh, the to the sofa and sit down and watch television with me again, but he have so much pain in his back and his neck, and uh, and I say what's going on? I say, oh, I hurt when when Debbie pushed me in into the wall, so I didn't know that she have push him so hard and uh, then he said to me that one day when I was out on bicycle uh, she come with her car and she drove over me so I broke a leg (laughs) I couldn't believe what I heard that she could do whatever she wanted with him And so I started to think that she can do whatever she wants with me also, and think she can. uh, That she can go away from it because no one uh, put the police there, or so. So, um, but one one day i will tell you more next chapter but when uh, she was so bad to me and larry uh, so i have to go to the police and uh, and the police knew her she she had been in many fights and been bad to many people And uh, I started to be scared about the situation I was in. And not for her, but that Larry let her do those things. And I will tell you more next time what she did to me and Larry. So, well, thank you for... Listen at this uh, chapter, it's uh, going to be um, many chapter, and I hope you follow me and understand what's going on in this world and God bless you, thank you for listening.